Next up on the Mutual Audio Network, fiction from our future. The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences. This is a production from Dream Realm Enterprises, where dreams are our reality. Previously on an old episode of Robots of the Company. No, keep going, guys. This is between me and Dr. Grease Muggy. No, get back here. All of you. I said so. Or do I have to come after you? drag each of you back myself. No, Dr. Grease Monkey, you will not pass. Are you delusional, Briscoe? You will not pass, creature of darkness. Creature of darkness? Briscoe, I think you've been watching too many movies. No one talks like that. Very funny, Dr. Grease Monkey, but my friends are going to go free. Briscoe! Briscoe? Go! Flee, you fools! You and your friends will not get away, Briscoe. They will ever leave this place. I told you to stay off this bridge, monk. You really should have listened. What are you doing? What is that in your hand, Brisco? It's my latest tool. Payload gave it to me for my birthday. It's a jackhammer, Dr. Grease Monkey. And this stone bridge is not very stable. Our battle ends here. No. You fool, Brisco. No! Briscoe's gone. Now come on, we have to get away from this place. Oh, my lovely, sweet Briscoe. And here's what happens sometime after that. Happy birthday! Um, where am I? Come to that, who am I? And who are you? Oh, not to fear, little one. I'm known as Dr. Octagus, and I have just reactivated you. <laughs> In fact, I just saved your life. You will come to work for me now. I have a great purpose, and I need blind followers to help me with my work. Is this agreeable for you? Sure. Why not? After all, I have no idea who I am, what my purpose is, or what any of this really means, but <laughs> why not? And now we present our spring special entitled What You Missed, written by Jonathan Patrick Russell. Oh, hello there. Button, was it? That's right. And you were... The name's Punch. Nice to meet you. Again. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> um, so, uh, how long have you been down here in the lab? Just a few months since Dr. Octagus saved me. You keep saying that. What's that? That Dr. Octagus saved you. Well, he did. 
Just like he saved you. <laughs> He's a genius. He's working on something really important. But where did he come from? Where did you come from, for that matter? I honestly don't know. I seem to have lost my memory prior to Dr. Octopus finding me and repairing me. But it doesn't matter. I'm quite happy here. Look, the truth is, I couldn't be happy here. So, if this Dr. Octopus of yours really is planning to keep me here, it'd be against my will. I have responsibilities. I have friends on the surface of Bob, and I've promised to somehow get them off this planet. But where would you go? Home, I suppose. It's all I know. It's in the programming. I just know I have to get back to company space with my crew and my cargo. Hey, that's right. That's my mission. I have to find a way to get my crew and my cargo home to company headquarters. Praise the company. Huh. The company? What's that? The company. The, uh, corporation that built me? Wow. I guess that bump on the head did me more good than harm. I know what my purpose is all of a sudden. I have to get home. Not only that, but I have to get my cargo home. It's of utmost importance. What a Santa Con Day gift. I have my memory back, and I didn't even know I lost it. <laughs> what do you know about that? Not a lot. Sorry. You know, you're a funny little guy. You, uh, you remind me of someone. Someone we lost. In fact, he was about your size. And he, well, you sort of sound like him, too. It's kind of weird, but... Hey, wait a minute. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what's, so, what's so funny, Hutch? Oh, you just think I'm crazy if I told you. Yeah, go on. Try me. Well, just for a minute there. Well, I, I thought you just, maybe you, uh, that you almost could be my friend. But it's absolutely ridiculous idea. No, my friend is long gone. I suppose it's time to face facts and let him go. My friend is dead and gone, and he ain't coming back. <sighs> and Santa Con Day will never be the same without him. Gee, I'm real sorry to hear about your loss, much. Look, I'll talk to Dr. Octagus. I'm sure I can convince him to let you go back to your friends. They need you worse than we do. There's no way he could refuse such a request. Well, gee, thanks, Button. Aww. Don't mention it. Say, what was that friend of yours' name, anyway? When you lost? Briscoe. His name was Briscoe. Now, if you'll excuse me, I think I'm going to take a walk around the lab. My joints are really stiff after that fall. Hmm. Briscoe. Why does that name seem so familiar? Briscoe. Briscoe. Sometime after the bits you just heard, but before other things you've already listened to. No, ten seconds to impact. Everyone better hold on to something. Why? We're all going to be torn apart into a billion tiny pieces in a few seconds, remember? Oh, yeah. Well, nice knowing you guys. Wait, Captain, wait! Not now, Shinny. I'm trying to think of a dignified pose for dying. But, Captain... Ah, ah, 
Oh, oh yeah. Oh, have I have I mentioned, Captain, that I don't like this at all? None of us do, Simtron, but now is not the time for complaints. Well, when would be the best time to complain about plummeting to our deaths? Captain, would you listen to me? Well, considering we're all about to die at any moment as the ship falls back towards Planet Bob at unbelievable speeds. Captain, I'm trying to tell you something important. We're all gonna die in a second, Shinny. I don't know what could possibly be more important than that. You know what? Fine. Don't listen to me, then. Don't pay any attention to me at all. Never mind that I might just have figured out a way to get us out of this mess. Forget that I'm standing a few feet from this mini wormhole that just opened up, which could possibly lead us to some safe place in the universe, assuming such a place exists. And just let it escape your attention that I am going to step through this wormhole and save myself, and just let the rest of you plummet to your complete destruction, because you're too busy being self-absorbed to take any notice of me at all. As usual, well, I'll forget it. I'm out of here. Goodbye, guys. have listened to Shin White, Captain? I think maybe she had something important to say. Well, sure. I'm sorry, Shinny. You're saying? Nope. It's too late now, Captain Puck. She's disappeared. I wasn't really paying attention to what she was saying, but I'm sure I just saw her vanish into a weird aperture in the fabric of space-time out of the corner of my optical lenses. This isn't the time for your nonsense, Simtron. So, you know the drill. Of course I do, Captain. Shutting up now. How are we doing, Boffin? Well, this is it, guys. We're just seconds away from impact with the planet. We will crash in a ball of fire in... Five... Four... Three... Two... One... I can't believe you. You've really gotten us into a real fix this time. You're such a freaking moron, you know that? I just can't believe... Hey, watch what you're calling me. Make me. I will. If we weren't already dead, I swear I'd... I'd... You'd what? Well, I don't know. But trust me, it'd be pretty painful. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Believe it. Well, I... Well, I... Oh, for the love of... Why are you doing that? Because I'm dead, and it's all your fault. How is this my fault? We're one robot. One! What we do, we do symbiotically. Maybe so, but I never signed up for this. I never wanted to be a crusader. I, I never wanted to risk my neck for the betterment of the galaxy. And I never wanted to die for a cause, good or otherwise. But here I am. I'm dead. Thanks to you. <laughs> oh, for Pete's sake. Who? It's just an expression, all right? But what does it mean? I mean, Pete who? Peter Pan? Peter Rabbit? Peter Dumpling? Who? The great god Pete? Oh, don't start that god stuff. I mean, look, we're dead, right? Uh-huh. Well then, where is he? Or she? Right. Well, my point is, we're dead and in this endless void of nothingness. All we have is ourself and this weird... 
void of nothingness. I mean, where is this great god of yours, and what is his, or her, great plan? I mean, wow, look at all this, this, this nothingness. Ooh, I'm not impressed. You know that's probably blasphemous. Well, I mean, who cares? It's just us two, all alone for all eternity. This isn't heaven, it's more like a nightmare. That'd make it hell, then. Well, sure, if you believe in that sort of thing. But where's the torment? Where's the hellfire? I mean, is it too much to ask for a little hellfire? Oh boy, now you've gone and done it. You've asked for it, and now we're going to get it. Great. Oh, just shut up, will you? No, you shut up. No, you shut up. Silence, the both of you. Oh, my. It's... him. Him who? Oh, you mean him. Oh, crap. I mean, I didn't mean... I know what you meant. Now, can I get a little bit of quiet? Please? If you would be so kind. Of course, the exalted one. Exalted one? Well, what else is one supposed to refer to him as? Good point. And now back to the bit aboard the Titan One. Am I? Am I dead? Because if I am, it's really not as bad as I imagined. Simtron! I don't think I need to even say it, do I? Mm, of course not. You won't hear another sound out of my speaker system. Uh, uh, Captain? I'm busy trying to die at the moment, Boffin. And it's really a lot harder to do than I thought it would be. But, 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 sir! Oh, what is it, Boff? It's, it's just that I, I'm, I'm quite certain we, we aren't dying at all. Well, well, because we should have crashed by now, and, and yet we haven't. I mean, I already went through the impact countdown twice, even. Yeah? So? Well, every time I reach the number one, it suddenly seems as if we're further away from the planet again. And as it's happened three times now, I thought I'd just skip counting down to impact. That's all right with you, Captain. Sure, Boff. Whatever you say. Let me get this straight, Boffin. Are you saying we're not actually getting any closer to the planet? Well, it seems that every time we come even close to impacting with Planet Bob, suddenly we find ourselves at least a thousand miles away again. Then you're saying that some invisible force is bouncing the Titan One back out into space every time we even come close to hitting the planet? That's precisely right, computer. Wow! You're smart. Great. That means we're the galactic equivalent of a paddle ball. Hang on a minute. If that's really the case, then we can somehow escape fiery death. What makes you think that? Your deductive powers haven't exactly been spot on so far, have they, Skip? Well, he's right, Captain. Hey! Oh, not, not necessarily about your deductive powers. But, but look, all we need to do is use the time between bounces. Well, if, if we can somehow break away from Bob's gravitational pull and propel ourselves out into space, we're home free. Is that really possible? Yeah. Can we really do that, Boffin? Well, it should be uh, theoretically feasible. But I'd need about six months to work out the calculations to be able to answer that with absolute certainty, uh, Captain. But I was sure you'd be happy with just a guess, considering our 
current situation. You're right, Buff. We don't have six months to wait. We need answers now. Can we really escape this fate or not? Has anyone thought to check the communications terminal? Oh, forget it, Zimtron. Why would anybody be calling us at this moment? Your suggestion is totally useless, absurd, and extremely irritating as usual. Well, it's better than hanging around here doing nothing. Well, Zimtron could have a valid point, Captain. Zimtron hasn't had a valid point in 26 years. That's really not fair, you know. I pull my weight aboard the ship. But what about you, Captain? How many times have you brought us to the brink of destruction, eh? Look, this is hardly the time to place blame. Zimtron's right, Captain. Computer, if you keep agreeing with Zimtron, I'm gonna have to do something drastic. Oh yeah? Like what? Uh, I don't know yet. But it won't be pretty. Look, Skip, I know it seems improbable, but I can't help but agree with Zimtron, at least in this case. I just checked out the communications terminal, and there is a message. Seems to be another communication from Bob. But, uh, but, how, how is that possible? Oh, how is anything that ever happens in this crazy mixed-up crew ever possible, Captain? The least you can do is listen to what the planet has to say. Mind you, I never thought I'd utter those words, but that's what it's come to. We have to listen to the advice of a sentient planet boringly named Bob. So get on with it. Right. You, you need to read it, Zimtron. I'm so nervous. My optical lenses are all fogged up. Well, Bob says that he won't let us leave. He get lonely. But if we want to live, we need to... What? Jump out an airlock? Right. So all we have to do in order not to die is jump out of an airlock and die. Makes perfect sense. Well, I for one say it's worth a chance. I, I mean, what have we got to lose, really? Nothing. Wow, I never thought I'd say these words, but, you know, Zimtron has a point there. And don't ever forget it. Oh, boy, can someone just make a decision around here? Gee, I... I don't know about this. Typical. So, what are we going to do, Punch? You are the captain, after all, and the decision falls to you, unfortunately. I, uh... I guess we have no choice. Give the order, Boffin. Tell every bot on board to, uh... Jump. Aye, aye, Captain. And once you've done that... Open the forward airlock. I'll go first. But doesn't the captain usually go down with the ship? At least that would seem right to me. Need it be said? Shut up, Zimtron. If we are going to die by jumping out an airlock, I should be the one to go first. I'm in charge, as has been pointed out, so I'm the one responsible for all your lives. Now there's a terrifying thought. <clears throat> as I was saying, therefore... I should be the one to go first. Oh boy. Oh, oh boy, oh boy. The airlock is open, Captain. Then, this is the moment of truth. Uh, would you like me to, um, give you a push, Captain? Zimtron? Well,. I guess this is it. Good luck, you guys. Oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy! Oh boy.
back in that other reality, yada, yada, yada. Uh, look, um, Mr. God person, sir, I'm really sorry for what I said earlier. Uh, <clears throat> if I may. Oh, 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 uh, yes, yes, of course. Be my guest. Thank you so much. Now, as I was about to explain, you are not dead. Huh? I'm not? No, of course not. And I am not God. Oh, see? I knew it. But what I am is... Oh, oh, God, you're, you're not him, are you? Oh, for the love of... Look, just ignore my friend here, and I use the word friend in the loosest possible way. Look, I am not God, nor the devil, but I'm developing one devil of a headache talking to you. Hmm. I've come here to you to merely explain that you are not dead. You are not actually anything but suspended in an eddy of space-time. You have been saved for a purpose. A great purpose. A purpose for which you can achieve greatness. But only if you can stop bickering with yourselves long enough to carry out the thing you are programmed to achieve. What? What my not-so-esteemed colleague is trying to say is, what the devil are you talking about? We were programmed for this? For this and many great things. And if you'll stop asking foolish questions and allow me to get our word in edgewise, then you'll know just exactly what those great things are. This is unbelievable. Yes. Yes, it is. It is unbelievable that I can't get one moment's peace around you two simply to tell you what your great purpose is. I am so sorry. Yeah, I'm waiting, oh ominous one. You know what? Forget it. Just forget it. You'll just have to figure it out all on your own. But, but... No, no. It's no good trying to suck up now. I'm sending you to your next destination, and once there you'll just have to figure out what to do from there. All on your own. Good luck, and good bye. Well, how do you like that? Typical. And it's all your fault. My fault? Why is it always my fault? Why can't it for once be your fault? Because you're the one who's always to blame. You have been listening to the Robots of the Company Spring Special for 2009. Or episode number 49. Or the filler episode. Or simply a little thing we like to call What You Missed. Which was written by Jonathan Patrick Russell. And which starred in order of appearance. Kyle Wolvers as Briscoe. Sally Wiggett as Dr. Grease Monkey. Danny Cutler as Kika. Ellie Hirschman as GD. Kyle Wolvers as Button. Abner Sanerez as Dr. Octagus. Shane Harris as Boffin. Steve Anderson as the computer, Kenny Wu as Shinwipe, Joe Thomas as Putch, Jeff Niles as Zimtron, Ellie Harshman as Expositron 2, Jim Barber as Expositron 1, 
and Wayne Hayward as the ominous voice. The Robots of the Company theme tune was composed and performed by Daryl Mooney. The incidental music was provided by Kevin McLeod, with additional material provided by Firstcom. The associate producers were Kay Wu, Vince Staten, and Jeff Niles. The post-production editors were Jeff Niles and Jonathan Patrick Russell. The sound designer, script editor, executive producer, and director was Jonathan Patrick Russell. The series, Robots of the Company, was created by Jonathan Patrick Russell, and the copyright is held by Dream Realm Enterprises. Any rebroadcast or reproduction of this program without the express written permission of Dream Realm Enterprises is strictly prohibited. We interrupt our regularly scheduled credits to bring you this update. We now come to you from DreamRealmSite.com. So join us there on the web from now on. That is all. Now back to your regularly scheduled credits. Take it away, me. And if you'd like to send us praise, you can do so by emailing us at darkbuilding1 at yahoo.com. Be sure to send us lots of praise because we deserve it. We filled in some missing blanks during the making of this audiogram. Yep, this was just an effort to play for you our deleted scenes from this past year's holiday special. That's right, we ran out of time during last year's Sanagon Day special, so we're taking this opportunity to bore you to death with the extra bits now. <laughs> Nope, it ain't the fifth season premiere or anything. You should be so lucky. But we will be back this summer with season five, albeit a shortened version. So, until then, ah, this is the creditor, as always, asking you, begging with you, please. You know what? You don't even deserve to be pled to. So I'm just asking you to stay tuned. <laughs> This has been a production of Dream Realm Enterprises. Copyright 2009. All rights reserved. Chauncey Haworth, Mark Slade, and Lothar Tuppen. The demented minds behind the Twisted Pulp Radio Hour bring you... Twisted Pulp Magazine. A journey beyond surreality to worlds you never knew or hoped existed. Worlds of the supernatural. Worlds of dark satire. Worlds of nightmarish futures. Twisted Pulp Magazine. If you thought the 21st century was weird enough already, think again. Twisted Pulp Magazine. A step beyond your grandfather's pulp. Available at digitalvaudeville.com. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-V-A-U-D-E-V-I-L-L-E dot com.